Hi, and welcome to Classical Stuff You Should Know. <laughs> if you're a longtime listener to Classical Stuff You Should Know, you know everything I'm about to say. But if you're not, this is an episode about old books, old things, the ancient world. This is terrible. Books <laughs> what, on, what is he doing? What are you talking about? This is, this is our standard intro. This is a terrible... I thought you were going to deliver with, you, if you're a long-time listener, you know everything I'm about to say. <laughs> but I don't. Oh. Here, welcome to Classical <laughs> Stuff You Should Know, where no, we what fly by the seat of our I am charitable to our new listeners, unlike you gentlemen uh-huh. who yes. mocked our... I can't remember. No, I did. praised it. AJ uh, did a great you job. You didn't. Yeah, well, but I, I may have mocked that intro. But AJ to... just said, like, this is a podcast. We do podcast stuff. <laughs> is that what AJ said? Like? I said, yeah, and then I said, go listen to the back catalog, <laughs> yeah. you jabroni. All right. My <laughs> name is Graham Donaldson. <laughs> go back, listen to all 253 episodes, and then come back. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. look me in the eye. Yeah, <laughs> um, my name is Graham Donaldson. I'm here with AJ Hannenberg. That's, that's me. And Thomas Magby. Hi. Um, and we are a highbrow podcast uh, <laughs> where we've done such episodes as Aristophanes the Frogs, where we learned the ancient classical pronunciation of frog noises. Uh-huh. Coax. Yeah. Coax, uh-huh. coax, 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 brack, brack, And presumably we are uh, continuing on that animalistic theme of learning how to say classical bird song. Mm-hmm. Man, so, I always... I always worry that I'm going to be perceived as an overlaffer because we yeah. laugh. We laugh before the episode, and then we come into the episode. And I'm, I'm already. I got a yeah, heightened yeah, height yeah, laugh going. I, I mean, got a good laugh. laugh we cooking. are. Uh, we're the. You know, the height of mirth and merrymaking. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. That's true. Um, but I mean, laugh too hard at a mediocre joke, and it feels weird. That's true. I mean, we could. All right, fine. I will spend the rest of the podcast being dour. So it's a regular episode? <laughs> like, oh, there, goes, there, there it goes. <laughs> Thomas, gosh darn it. Okay, anyway, so we're going to pass this over to Thomas. We are talking about Aristophanes the Birds. Yeah. I play I uh, know nothing about. Cool. Um, are they angry? Well, uh, I mean, you probably... Flappy? Seen, yeah, they're, they're, these are flappy birds, yeah. Wasn't was that was that taken down from the App Store? Is uh, that still? Are they machines? Are the birds machines? Well, birds aren't birds aren't real. They aren't real. Yeah, yeah, well, obviously. When this play is where the birds aren't real idea comes from, mm-hmm. because all birds are actually robots. And the that's what I thought. Yeah, naturally. I've never seen a baby pigeon. Um, <laughs> Prove really? me wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is also a 1963 American uh, natural horror thriller film. Oh yeah, that's a great movie. Produced and directed by Alfred mm-hmm. Hitchcock. Not at all based. No, they have nothing to do nothing with each do. other. Nope, they do not. Yep, we're here to do another play. We're going to be talking about Aristophanes' birds, the birds. Uh, so uh, we've done the clouds and we've done the frogs. So the clouds predates this this play. Um, so and clouds came in uh, at third at the uh, the festival Dionysus, and then they didn't like hit pieces. I guess they did not like the hit piece against Socrates. Kind of not ideal getting your political commentary in. They loved the frogs, which was like a, a, a you know, a praise of the ancient playwrights, the ancient, uh, or not ain't like the, the tragedy in uh, playwrights. And wasn't it a takedown of a modern playwright? Yeah. Of? They're just yeah. kind of like making fun of them all. So that, so the frogs won first prize when it premiered. Uh, and so the birds were going to get one that's kind of in the middle. So this went, this gets second prize when it, when it competes. And it also is between these two plays. So kind of silver medal. I'm in silver medal. Is it another diss track? Uh, yeah, he's going to be taken down. Not really uh, as much this time. It's more, I'll, I'll be curious what you all take from the the sections that we read right now. Um, so it's a comedy meant to be entertaining. Cool. Um, a little more, I, I mentioned to AJ that, you know, I'd, I'd like, or I, I, we were talking beforehand about, um, I had mentioned wanting to do Lysistrata, but like as soon as I started reading that, I was like, this is filthy. And Bringing I, it the little E yeah, for like explicit I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't actually do this play. So this one is, I was going to say, more family-friendly than that, even though there are some pretty terrible sections that have to be cut out. So apologies, I guess. Okay. Does it have to do with onions? Uh, uh, radishes. radishes? No, so no radishes this time. Though there is a, there's a joke similar to that that we will not read Glorious. today, oh, but it doesn't involve radishes. I don't think our audience gets that reference because we cut it out, didn't we? We cut out the part where you, um, and I apologize, I, where I had you read a pretty graphic description of that occurring, I believe, if that's yeah. what the section cut out was. But Graham, thankfully, made a joke about radishes up the Patukas right after that. So, <laughs> so I, still I think there? the context was still there. Okay. So anyway, that's from our... Just, I'm the everyman of the podcast. I appreciate Just, that. Uh, hey, come on, dour. Yeah. Humana, humana, humana. Thank you. That, that, that's my job. I don't understand. What are you doing? Okay, so we are going to start reading the birds and we'll kind of pick up the, the plot as we go along. Okay. Um, so our, our, a problem we will run into is that there, some of these scenes have multiple characters in them. So just, just so I give you a forewarning, um, we might have to kind of share some parts or have, um, 
I might have to read some lines also as we go through. Uh, but let's go. We're just going to start at the very beginning of this play and we'll kind of piece together. Yeah. Like I said, the story as we go. Um, okay. So two characters, how did we say we want to pronounce them? Uh, say again. Uh, Eulipides. Eulipides. Is it? Eulipides. Eulipides. Um, so two main characters, Eulipides and. Pithetratus. Pith- no. Pithetaris. <laughs> Pithetaris. Uh, Pithetaris will end up being, um, the, uh, his part will last a little bit longer throughout this play. Um, I feel like. Pithetaris? Pithetaris? However you all, you all are the teachers of. Uh, Pithy and Yui. You want to do that? I don't know. We can do that. It'd be easier to pronounce. But then if we do that, when we actually get to the name in the text. Yeah, we just do do it normal. Okay. Pythetorus. Pythetorus, I think. Let's have Graham. Yeah. You'll be Pythetorus. Okay. And then AJ. Oh, cool. I have a crow. Eulpides. You got it. We all have birds in our hands. You you two are starting out with birds. Are we just starting in the beginning? Yeah, let me, I'll do the scene and then there's some little directions here. So scene, a wild and desolate region. Only thickets, rocks, and a single tree are seen. Eupides and Pythetorus enter, each with a bird in his hand. Is this just Waiting for Godot, but with birds? I think you might like this play. Right, mm. desolate, there's a tree in the middle. This feels like Waiting for Godot. Let's keep going. But you get to talk to your bird. Yeah, and there are many more characters than in Waiting for Godot. Oh, okay. So there's that. Eupides says to his jay, Do you think I should walk straight for yon tree? Pythetorus says to his crow, Cursed beast, why are you croaking to me? To retrace my steps? Why, you wretch, we are wandering at random. We're exerting ourselves only to return to the same spot. We're wasting our time. To think that I should trust this to this crow, which has made me cover more than a thousand furlongs. And that I, in obedience to this jay, should have worn my toes down to the nails. If only I knew where we were. Could you find your country again from here? No. I feel quite sure I could not, any more than could Excessides find his. Alas. Aye, aye, my friend. It's surely the road of alasses we are following. <laughs> following. Is that supposed to be a pun? The road of alasses, maybe. The road of all. Oh, bummer. All asses, no, maybe. Wait, you said wait. The road of all asses we are following, maybe. But it's witty and says alasses instead. Mm, yeah, it does. Okay. Okay. That Philocrates, the bird seller, played us a scurvy trick when he pretended these two guides could help us find Tyrius, the Epops, who is a bird without being born of one. He has indeed sold us this Jay, a true son of Therelides, for an Abolus, and this crow for three. But what can they do? Why nothing but bite and scratch. Before I keep going, uh, that character Tyrius, who you just referenced, mm-hmm. is that? Do you teach about him in your? Nope. So um, Tyrius is a. You'll see him pop up in um, other in um, in mythology. So uh, Tyrius uh, Tyrius' story is tied in with um, Procne, and who's the one who becomes a nightingale? Uh, Philomela. So um, oh, Philomel, yeah. 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 So we're not going to go through the whole story, but. Bad stuff happens, and then those three characters turn into birds at the end of the story. She is assaulted, and her tongue gets cut out. Yes, that is true. Um, uh, Philomela does, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Philomela becomes a nightingale, and nightingales don't, they have no song, right? Until so nighttime. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, then only, and then everyone has to listen to them. Yes. Uh, Procne has become a, a swallow as a result of the story that uh, Graham made reference to, and then Tyrius becomes a hoopoe, uh, uh, which <laughs> will come up, which is a very funny name. Uh, even though it's spelled hoopoe, but... From looking up the pronunciation, I think it's a hoopoo. So anyway, so these two people, they're on a on a journey. They're way far out of town, and they're trying to get to Tyrius, who uh, uh, he is a bird without being born of one. So born a human, was a king, mm. and then um, uh, got turned into a bird, uh, which we just talked about. So that's where that's what they're doing. That's where they're going. So Eupides had just shared that information that they are looking for Tyrius, and then Eupides says. To his, to his, yeah, to his J. What's the matter with you then you keep opening, sorry, let me try that one more time. <laughs> What's the matter with you then that you keep opening your beak? Do you want us to fling ourselves headlong down these rocks? There is no road that way. Not even the vestige of a trail in any direction. And what does that crow say about the road to follow? By Zeus, it no longer croaks the same thing it did. Then which way does it tell us to go now? It says that by dint of gnawing, it will devour my fingers. <laughs> what misfortune is ours? We strain every nerve to to get to the crows, do everything that we can to that end, and we cannot find our way. Yes, spectators, our madness is quite different from that of Sacchus. He is not a citizen and would fain be one at any cost. We, on the contrary, born of an honorable tribe and family and living in the midst of our fellow citizens, we have fled from our country as hard as we ever could go. It's not that we hate it. We recognize it to be great and rich. Likewise, that everyone has the right to ruin himself paying taxes. 
But the crickets only chirrup among the fig trees for a month or two, whereas the Athenians spend their whole lives enchanting forth judgments from their law courts. That is why we started off with a basket, a stew pot, and some myrtle boughs, and have come to seek a quiet country in which to settle. We are going to Tyrius, the Epops, to learn from him whether, in his aerial flights, he has noticed some town of this kind. Hey, hey, hey here, look. Uh, well, we'll actually pause right there. So uh, we, so we've gotten that story. We have our, our two main characters. They're looking to get to um, Tyrius, and 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 again, it was just kind of in the part AJ went through. Why why did they leave their town? What are they looking for? We less taxes, less judgments, yes. and we want a quiet town in which to settle. And we want to go talk to a bird yes. and see if he saw one. Yeah. So yeah, these Athenians just they sit around all day. They talk about law. They make people be in court for talk, for far too long. Like we want the simple life. We want to escape that kind of city life. We want to go and find something better. We're going to go find the guy who left all of that behind to become a bird. See if he has found kind of that simpler life that they're looking for. Um, so we're going to go, the next one starts from, um, stage directions. He comes out of the thicket, if you can find that there. Um, so then the part that we're skipping over, they start to, they, they meet their first bird man kind of combo. Uh, it's a terrifying moment for both of them. The, uh, the Euripides and, uh, Pythetorus think that they're about to die because of this, like this man with a giant beak like is going to eat them. And then the, the man bird is worried that the humans are going to kill him, that they're here to kill him because he's, he looks like a monster. Eventually they figure that out. The, um, uh, I think it's Trochilus is his name, but that this, the first man bird they come across reaches out to Tyrius, uh, who is referenced in here as, uh, uh, Epops, which is just another name for a hoopoo. So it's just that same kind of bird that they're referencing as they go. So who's who? Um, Shall I be Epops? Yeah, you'll be the... Weren't you Euripides in the last one? I was. Oh, sorry. So then AJ will keep his character, and then Graham's going to become the king uh, who oh, became yeah. a bird. Slash bird. Slash bird. I'm the bird. I'm Epops? You're Epops. Okay. So the Epops comes out of the thicket. By Heracles, what a creature! What plumage! What means this triple crest? Who wants me? <laughs> the 12 great gods have used you ill, it seems. Are you twitting me about my feathers? I have been a man, strangers. It's not you we are jeering at. At what, then? Why, it's your beak that looks, looks so ridiculous to us. This is how Sophocles outrages me in his tragedies. No, I once was Terius. You were Terius? And what are you now, a, a bird or peacock? I'm a bird. Then where are your feathers? I don't see any. They have fallen <laughs> off. Through illness? No. All birds molt their feathers, you know, every winter, and others grow in their place. But tell me, who are you? We, we are mortals. From what country? From the land of the beautiful galleys. Are you discasts? It's a diecast. That's oh. a, 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 a juror, I believe. Oh, is a, a diecast. Uh, An ancient Athenian performing the functions of both judge and juror uh, at a trial. Are you diecasts? No, if anything, we are anti-diecasts. <laughs> um, is that kind of seed sown among you? You have to look hard to find even a little in our fields. What brings you here? We wish to pay you a visit. Before? Because you formerly were a man, like we are. Formerly you had debts, as we have. Formerly you did not want to pay them, like ourselves. Furthermore, being turned into a bird, you have, when flying, seen all lands and seas. Thus, you have all human knowledge, as well as that of birds. And hence, we have come of you to beg to direct us to some cozy town in which one can repose as if on thick coverlets. And are you looking for a greater city than Athens? No, not a greater, but one more pleasant to live in? Then are you looking for an aristocratic country? I, not at all. I hold the son of Scelius in horror. But after all, what sort of city would please you best? A place where the following would be the most important business. <clears throat> Transacted. Some, or most business, important business transacted. Some friend would come knocking at the door quite early in the morning saying, by Olympian Zeus, be at my house early. As soon as you have bathed and bring your children too, I am giving a feast. So don't fail or else don't cross my threshold when I'm in distress. Ah, that's what may be called being fond of hardships. All right, pause there. Uh, so they they finally meet the this King uh, Tyrius and they are talking about how they want the simpler life and they're trying to get from Tyrius, like, have you found that? Can you kind of point us in that direction? The back and forth is trying to make light, make a joke out of what uh, Euripides uh, and Pythetorus are looking for. So Euripides describes this like, 
it's like a very cozy image. Yeah, right? it's like, like it's like like from Porch Republic. Yeah, like, it's like come on over to our house and like and if. And if if you're not there for dinner, don't you dare come and ask me for anything. But like, it's kind of jokingly, jokingly. Yeah. So right? he wants he wants a small town life. He yes. wants to return to middle America, where I can get away from my debts. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and yeah, also well, that. Yes. Yes. You, you've also had very, debts. Yes. You didn't want to pay them, yeah. like us. <laughs> We're very similar <laughs> yeah. in that way. Um, Pythodorus has a very different Go to vision. Wyoming. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pythodorus has a different answer to that, which we will not read. Mm. Um, he uh, he's looking for a more debauched life that uh, apparently he was I don't know shamed for in. Uh, in Athens, Whoa. so yeah. I, again, you all get uh, AJ and Graham who are sitting here get to read yeah, those things. Yeah, Pythodorus definitely. Yowza. He wants yeah. a different life altogether. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so not ideal. Um, <laughs> so we'll go to the next Eupides. Um, I would not be a Puntian for a talent, but come. What it, uh, what is it like to live with the birds? That's the next. What one. is it? What is it like to live with? Yeah, what is it like to live with the birds? Is the okay? I'm there. Is the next one. Um, you should know pretty well. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, let's do, I'll be Pythetorus because I think he has the fewest. Am I still Epops? Yeah, you'll be Epops, uh, AJ, Eulpides, and I'll read a few Pythetorus if I need to. Okay. Great. I would not be a Puntian for a talent, but come, what's it like to live with the birds? You should know pretty well. Why, it's not a disagreeable life in the first place. One has no purse. That does away with a lot of roguery. For food, the gardens yield us white sesame, myrtle berries, poppies, and mint. Why, tis the life of the newlywed, indeed. (laughs) That's Pythodorus. Ha, I'm beginning to see a great plan, which will transfer the supreme power to the birds, uh, if you will but take my advice. Take your advice? In what way? In what way? Well, firstly, do not fly in all directions with open beak. It is not dignified. (laughs) Uh, Among us, when we see a thoughtless man, we ask, what sort of bird is this? And Tellius answers, it's a man who has no brain, a a bird that has lost his head, a creature you cannot catch, for it never remains in any one place. By Zeus himself, your jest hits the mark. What then is to be done? Found a city. We birds? But what sort of city would we build? Oh, really, really? You talk like such a fool. Look down. I'm looking. Now look up. I am looking. Turn your head around. Ah, it will be pleasant for me if I end in twisting my neck off. What have you seen? The clouds in the sky. Very well. Is not this the pole of the birds then? How their pole? Or, if you like it, their place. And since it turns and passes through the whole universe, it is called pole. If you build and fortify it, you will turn your pole into a city. In this way, you will reign over mankind as you do over the grasshoppers, and you will cause the gods to die of rabid hunger. How so? The air is between earth and heaven. When we want to go to Delphi, we ask the Boeotians for leave of passage. In the same way, when men sacrifice to the gods, unless the latter pay you tribute, you exercise the right of every nation towards strangers and don't allow the smoke of the sacrifices to pass through your city and territory. By earth, by snares, by network, by cages. I never heard of anything more cleverly conceived. And if the other birds approve, I'm going to build the city along with you. Perfect, thanks. Um, so again, they're all talking and the, yeah, we'll get to the bird noises. I promise that's coming. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I think it's Hallelujah. It's either I think it's literally the next reading will be bird noises. So get excited, I guess. Is it in the thicket singing? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. So the uh, just so we're getting the plot as we go along. We have these two people. They leave Athens. They want a simpler life. They come across this uh, Tyrius who used to be a bird. Uh, I'm sorry, used to be a man is now a bird. And they're trying to find a city with a, a, a simpler life. Well, Tyrius doesn't really have a good answer for them. He like he hasn't found a city that does this. He just kind of lives in the wild. He's a bird. That's like all he wants to do. And so, uh, and I, I, AJ, I should have given you the Pythetorus part during that one. But Pythetorus comes up with this idea of, well, like we've, so, you know, Tyrius, you've looked to see if there's a, 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 a better city than Athens or a, a city to live in that's easier than Athens. It doesn't exist. What if we made it? We're going to make it. We're going to build a city. On rock and roll. We're going to... Uh, <laughs> build this there city. It is, thank you, yeah. Uh, on rock and roll. Um, so uh, we're going to build this city on, on uh, bird labor. We're going to have birds build the most beautiful city that ever existed. And it's in the air, right? So that the gods have to pay to come down yes. and the smoke has to pay to go through. Yes, Everyone exactly. has to pay to use the air. Yes. So they're going to build a giant city and they're going to stop sacrifices from going from humans to gods and by this way, conquer the gods. This is Pythodorus's plan that he comes up with. 
Cool. Cool. Quick, quick one, this Pythetorus. Yeah, this, is, uh, this sounds awesome. Uh, so, uh, and the rest of the play, we, we follow with that. So let's go to um, Epops in the Thicket singing. Okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm Epops? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you are. <clears throat> yes, please. So what am I doing? You are about to make some glorious noises. But I'm into singing. A am I trying to call my bird friends? Or oh, sorry. Yes. So oh. uh, Epops is like totally sold on this, mm-hmm. and so he's like, "We got to get the gang together. Let's 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 talk. Let's tell them the plan so that they are won over. We can build the city. Let's get started." Okay. But he needs to call them all first. Okay. Here, here, quick, 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 my comrades in the air, all you who pillage the fertile lands of the husbandmen, husbandmen, the numberless tribes who gather and devour the barley seeds, the swift flying race that swings so sweetly, and you whose gentler twitter resounds through the fields with a little cry of and you who hop about the branches of the ivy in the gardens, the mountain birds who feed on the wild olive berries, or the ar- uh, arbutus, hurry to come to my call. Tritio, tritio, tritobriks! You also who snap up the sharp, sharp stinging gnats in the marshy vales, and you who dwell in the fine plain of Marathon, all damp with dew, and you the Francolin who spreckled wings, you too the Halcyons, who flit over the swelling waves of the sea, come hither to hear the tidings. Let all the tribes of long-necked birds assemble here. Know that a clever old man has come to us, bringing an entirely new idea and proposing great reforms. Let all come to the debate here, here, here. Can I just? Uh, can I, can well I, done, uh, Grim. That was incredible. That was great. That was well done. That's that fantastic. Was incredible. Thank you. That's uh, the height of. Uh, Are we selling ringtones yeah, uh, on Patreon? <laughs> You're a DJ. I feel like. Can you get like the audio sample of that? Oh just, yeah, like, I we, can got, use we that. gotta get something going here, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, you might not have been able to tell because of how glorious that reading was, but the uh, so Epops is, is summoning the birds during this, right? He sure am. He sure are. Uh, n- know that a clever man has come to us, bringing an entirely new idea and proposing great reforms. So, uh, Pythetorus is who he is talking so about. Every once in a while, when Graham tells a joke or does something fun, he gets this really big, joyful smile, smile on his yeah. face. And I feel like every time I look at it, I'm seeing 12-year-old Graham, <laughs> like, first day with his new bike. I, there's just such a pure, boyish joy That's about right. his jokes. And would I get that same pure, boyish joy sitting slack-jawed in front of Toy Story? Yes, you would, 100%. <laughs> So much hatred. For oh, this is uh, in between. This is, that's, that's a reference to our in between episodes our AMA on episode. Patreon. Right. Yeah, was it AMA? Yeah, it was, it was an AMA. AMA. It was an AMA. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's go to uh, kick him out. Kick him out. <laughs> no, the next one is <laughs> one of them sounded French in there. There was a one of them ended with an X, and I feel like got a very bricks. <laughs> uh, the next one is leader of the chorus. We're going to go from there, starting po 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 po. Please, uh, Foxy. Yeah, exactly. What is it? What's the reference? What am I typing in? Po, 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 po. Just P-O-P-O-P-O-P-O. Yep. Oh. And it should be leader of the chorus. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Uh, where is he who called me? I feel like AJ will have to be leader of the chorus. Okay. And <clears throat> Graham will be E-Pops. Sure. And if there are any humans, I will uh, take care of them. Pathetic. So I'm imagining that the chorus is the birds. Sorry, yes. So E-Pops has summoned the birds. The birds are the chorus. So there Come is a... to me, my avian brothers. Yes. Uh, there's a leader of the chorus. Would I be singing? Yeah, you the bet. chorus sings, right? Yeah, so yeah, you're you're, you're not singing this, the right? whole time. You're just singing the little popo parts. I the you, chorus just means that everyone that there's probably like five of you and you say it in unison. You're not singing. Okay, so there is a there's a leader, which would be one person. There's a chorus, which is the group. You'll read both of those, mm. so you might have to keep an eye out mm. for that. Uh, so AJ, can you start us with a with a brilliant <laughs> popo popo? You you set this up. Yeah, did one thousand percent. I started looking. So hundred percent. So I started list Estrada and was like, we can't do this. And I'm like, what else can I do? And I, I found the birds and I was like, look at all these animal sounds in here. That's literally my thought process. You're just okay. pandering to our like our most highest Loyal. viewed yeah. episode, yeah. <laughs> most commented on episode. Which yeah. one was that? The, the, frogs? the, the frogs. The frogs. People, People love that. Yeah, episode. Oh, fun that's that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Leader of the chorus, uh, would you please uh, grace us? Where is Hugh who called me? Where am I to find him? I have been waiting for you a long while. I never fail in my word to my friends. <laughs> what good news have you for me? Something that concerns our common safety, and that is just and pleasant as it is to the point. Two men, 
who are subtle reasoners, have come here to seek me. Where? How? What are you saying? I say, two old men have come from the abode of humans to propose a vast and splendid scheme to us. Oh, it's a horrible, unheard of crime. What are you saying? <laughs> Never let my words scare you. What have you done to me? I have welcomed two men who wish to live with us. And you have dared to do that? Yes, and I am delighted at having done so. And are they already with us? Just as much as I am. Ah, we are betrayed to sacrilege. Our friend, he who picked up corn seeds in the same plains as ourselves, <laughs> has violated our ancient laws. He has broken the oaths that bind all birds. He has laid a slayer for me. He has handed us over to the attacks of that impious race who, throughout all time, has never ceased to wage war against us. Still you. Oh, as for this traitorous bird, we will decide his case later. But the two old men shall be punished forthwith. We are going to tear them to pieces. <laughs> Pythetorus says, it's all over with us. Uh, I'll, I'll actually probably just stop here. So as you can see, because <laughs> that was incredible. Just enough to make us do, like, yeah. make us make yeah. the noises. But as soon as I, I, I might have to start to talk, I think I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, the birds show up. They are not happy with this plan, right? So, the, you know, the. There's apparently old ancient bird <laughs> customs that were broken. <laughs> yeah. And you don't hang out with humans. Yeah, exactly. Clearly. Uh, so the, uh, uh so Pythetorus and, uh, Eulpides are, are. They're like, oh man, we're screwed. It's about, you know, it's, it's going <laughs> to go down. It's the birds. Yeah. happening. The, uh, it, it, this it's is the where birds. Alfred Hitchcock happens, yeah. right? Yeah, where the birds start to attack. Uh, Pythetorus and Euclides are trying to figure out what they're going to do. Um, uh, the chorus is threatening that they're going to attack. Um, uh, Euclides says, I'm going to cry. And, uh, and Pythetorus says, how are you going to cry with your eyes pecked out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not great. How did I, how did I, I feel like I missed all these plays? They're so delightful. I yeah. need to read these things. That's what is still again like they're genuinely entertaining to like just read, just to sit down and read, and like I'm I'm laughing out loud as I go through them. So it's my same point from last time of you can just you can just read old things and enjoy them sometimes. Like they don't have to be obnoxious day anima or whatever. Oh my gosh, that <laughs> book! Holy <laughs> smoke! I mean, I learned some stuff from it, but geez, Louise. Yeah, it sounded pretty rough. Or Ulysses, don't yeah read that. Uh, please only ever listen to our podcast and then don't. Uh, yeah. Um, so the, the birds and the two men are going back and forth. Um, uh, and, uh, you will this is the fatal moment. Where shall I fly to unfortunate wretch that I am? Pythodorus says, wait, stay here. Uh, you will that they may tear me to pieces. Um, Pythodorus says, come, I will tell you, we must stop and fight them. Let us arm ourselves with these stew pots. And so they'd stand there with their little kitchen gear because that's all that they brought with them from Athens and they're prepared to fight the birds. Um, but they end up coming to peace. Let's see if that's the next section. Um, starting leader of the chorus. Who are they? Oh no. Did we just do, uh, who are they and from what country? Um, so Epops is essentially able to. <laughs> In the fight, he's like, how do I cover my eyes? And he says, protect them with this dish or this vinegar pot. And so they put pots and dishes over, over their, their eyes. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> this is their best plan. Oh, man. Um, but Epops is able to kind of talk and talk the birds down. And this this fight ends up not happening. But they are, you know, it almost comes to blow, comes to blows. Uh, so then uh, the leader of the chorus, the birds, is then willing to, to kind of listen. So let's uh, we'll jump there. The who are they from what country? I guess we'll keep AJ as the chorus, Graham as the epops. Okay. Um, and I think this is a shorter one. Cool. Um, while you two are reading, I'm going to get the lights back on, which okay. only our YouTube listeners will know about. So okay. whenever you're ready. Who are they? From what country? Strangers who have come from Greece, the land of the wise. And what fate has led them hither to the land of the birds? Their love for you and their wish to share your kind of life, to dwell and to remain with you always. Indeed. What are their plans? They are wonderful, incredible, unheard of. Why, do they think to see some advantage that determines them to settle here? Are they hoping with our help to triumph over their foes or to be useful to their friends? They speak of benefits so great as it, it is impossible either to describe or conceive them. All shall be yours. All that we see here, there, above, and below us. This they vouch for. Are they mad? They are the sanest people in the world. Clever men? The slyest of foxes, cleverness its very self. Men of the world, cunning, the cream of knowing folk. Tell them to speak and speak quickly. Why, as I listen to you, I'm beside myself with delight. We can stop there. So that, again, 
the the birds are being won over. They're they're interested to hear what this great idea is. Again, great idea. They're going to build a bird city and they're going to conquer the gods. Basically, is their is their plan? Um, so they're going to conquer the gods. Yeah. Uh, next one starts. I grieve so much for you, which is from Pythetorus. So this is they're going to. Um, Pythetorus is going to convince the birds to go along with his plan. And we're going to start getting some very interesting um, uh, genealogy of where the gods come from. Mm. I, I think starts in this part. Wonderful. Um, so, uh, Federus, that's me. And I'll be the leader. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, am I? Am I? Um, to the chorus. To the chorus. So okay. we're going to start with Pythetorus to the chorus. I grieve. I grieve so much for you. So I'm, I'm now the man again. I grieve so much for you, who at one time were kings. We kings, over whom? Of all that exists. Firstly, of me, and of this man even, of Zeus himself. Your race is older than Saturn, the Titans, and the Earth. What? Older than the Earth? Oh, by Phoebus, yes. By Zeus? I, but I never knew that before. That's because you are ignorant and heedless, and have <laughs> never read your Aesop. Here is the one who tells us that the Lark was born before all other creatures. Indeed, before the Earth. His father died of sickness, but the earth did not exist then. He remained unburied for five days when the bird, um, in its dilemma, decided, for want of a better place, to entomb its father in its own head. It's an Euclidean line next. I'm actually going to, just looking at time, I'm going to keep us moving. Okay. So uh, Pythetorus uh, starts telling the, the the birds about how they pre-exist the gods. So they... Um, they, they were before the gods and they're going to go through examples of where birds are like in control of all affairs. So like the rooster crowing in the morning is what wakes people up. So like birds actually exert this huge influence and power over the world. And so his plan to, um, reestablish or, or to establish a bird city is in line with that. Um, the, Pythetorus later will say, but the strongest proof of all is that Zeus, who now reigns, is represented as standing with an eagle on his head as a symbol of his royalty. His daughter has an owl, and Phoebus, as his servant, has a hawk. So even the um, there's this connection between the birds and the gods as well. Um, so the birds get on board with this. Oh, and every time they sacrifice an animal, the birds get to uh, to the gods. The birds get the first fruits of that sacrifice. Yes. Um, so I've, I've already kind of summarized a few of these, so I'm going to skip over them. Let's go to, they have to name this city. Um, the chorus is convinced by this. By the chorus, the, the chorus is very much convinced mm -hmm. by this. Um, uh, they also have some weird ideas about morality. So maybe we'll do that briefly. Um, uh, AJ, uh, if you can look for, if there is one of you. So if there's one of you spectators, yes. So the, the birds become won over to this idea of, of building the city, but they have to build, they have to like figure out what laws they're going to follow. Um, and apparently birds are pretty nasty creatures. So, um, here's the, uh, uh, the leader of the first semi-chorus. So yeah. like one group of birds, one group of birds shares this little nugget as to, uh, who's allowed to become a bird and come over to their bird city. If there is one of you spectators who wishes to spend the rest of his life quietly among the birds, let him come to us. All that is disgraceful and forbidden by law on earth is, on the contrary, honorable among us, the birds. For instance, among you it's a crime to beat your father, but with us it's an estimable deed. It's considered fine to run straight at your father and hit him, saying, Come lift your spur if you want to fight. The runaway slave whom you brand is only a spotted Franklin with us. Are you Phrygian like Spintharus? Among us, you would be the Phrygian bird, the goldfinch, or th of the race of Philemon. Are you a slave and a carrion like Excessides? Among us, you can create yourself forefathers. You can always find relations. Does the son of Piseus want to betray the gate to the city of the city to the foe? Let him become a partridge, the fitting offspring of his father. Among us, there is no shame in escaping as cleverly as a partridge. Thank you. Wonderful. So I think this is a, just a riff on like the ending of lots of these uh, uh, Greek stories ends with people turning into birds. And so they're like, since they're building a city where birds can go to, all these people who were like either villains or did something um, 
that led to them being turned into birds and stories. They get to come to the city. Um, that's a plot point we probably won't return to, but they get some, there are people who pick up on the, I can beat up my dad in this new city. And then they, they join, they join, they join because of that as well. Uh, the, so have they come down to what, to Athens to recruit people? What are they doing? The birds are going out to the world Mm. and telling them about this magical city. Mm. Hasn't been built yet. We're going to get to that part and we'll again, probably, um, it's just like sticks, sticks and like nests. Let us find out (laughs) shortly. So they need a name. They need a name for the city. Can Mm. you search for N E P H E L? And then it should show you an, uh, a word that you should have no idea how to pronounce. Mm. I want to hear both of you how you would pronounce this word. A nephilococcygia. 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 Okay. The uh, what? So that's the like, the Greek word. That Greek word is made up of three other words, and so the other we'll switch to another translation in just a moment. But the direct translation of that is cloud cuckoo land. <laughs> it just means cloud cuckoo land. Are you serious? So please, if you see that word, just say cloud cuckoo land. Cloud cuckoo you, land. Have we talked about this? So cloud cuckoo land comes up, is used in um, like philosophical, uh, philosophical texts as well. Were you going to bring up a specific? There's a book that I yeah. just finished called cloud, oh, cloud cuckoo, cuckoo land. land. Really? Yeah, I read so it. It comes from this. Um, yeah. And so um, Schopenhauer also talks about cloud cuckoo land. Nietzsche does. Um, so like if you ever come across, or you, um, in many of the like utopian works, they reference cloud cuckoo land. This is where Holy that, smoke. This is where that comes My from. My worlds are colliding yeah, right now. I just where, finished it. It's by, oh, what's his name? I don't know. Uh, for, hold on. Cloud. He is wrote like all the light. realism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony, Anthony Dorr. And he talks about a single ancient text called Cloud Cuckoo Land. That's uh-huh. a story about a guy who turns in a whole bunch of things, and he's looking for this famous city of the birds yeah. that I guess comes this from is this. It. Yeah, this is it. And... And the text interacts with people in ancient, uh, what's Constantinople, mm-hmm. and then in, I don't know, like Michigan or someplace, I forget exactly <laughs> where, but it's modern day. Ancient and then Michigan. there's somebody on a spaceship hurtling through space towards the new earth. And it's kind of the chronicle of their stories as they interact with this ancient text. I, I literally cool. finished it this Today? morning. That's really cool. Yeah. I had no idea. Uh, but yeah, this is where that comes from. Cool. So Aristophanes is important. So yeah. uh, it's a pretty good book. It's good brain. Cam- I mean, it's not going to change your life, but yeah. it's a treat to read. Um, speaking of treat to read, let's look for Oracle Monger. Are we going to the new version? Not, Not yet. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yes. To the new version. Okay. Hey, you're, you're paying better attention than I am. Um, so we're switching over to a different translation. Um, yeah. And it, uh, it'll look like it's halfway through, but the bottom part of this translation is all footnotes. So we're actually further along than that. Just in case. Wait, you what are we looking for again? Sorry. Oracle. Yeah. If you search for Monger, M-O-N-G-E-R. And you're looking for an oracle monger. Oracle monger enters. Got so it. context here. So the birds are on board. They're going to start building the city. The city, and there are all these kind of um, people who want to profit off of this new city being being started. So there's a group of uh, poets who come, and they want to sing of the greatness of this of this new town. And um, uh, uh, all the names are different. Uh, Pythodorus uh, is like. Our town doesn't exist yet. How can you write a story for us? And he's like, "If you pay me, I'll say whatever you want me to." <laughs> so the poet's just like trying to get some money. There's a there's a a guy who writes constitutions, who writes like statutes for cities, and he wants to to make a buck off of this. Uh, he'll write whatever law you want him to, as long as you pay him for it. Uh, so they kind of go through a couple scenes like this. Um, we're just going to do one of them. Is this Oracle Monger scene? So what am I searching for? Monger, M O N G E R. Okay. Um. And I go to the top of the page. Does it say, who am I? Wait, top of the page. No, it's like halfway. Th- do you let see? Us, let not the goat be sacrificed. Yeah, it's it's the line after that where it says, who am I? Okay. I'm an who oracular interpreter, oh. which actually. Oh, I, saw, I think I'm still in the old text. Oh, can you switch over to the new one? It won't let me. Oh, you see another link in there? We can do the old one. I'll just have to look for stuff. Um, one sec. Sorry, guys. That's fine. This is a riveting podcast. Do you want to stay on the old one? Graham has a very funny story about his phone breaking this morning. So I was listening, as one does, to Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe at breakfast. And I dropped my phone. And it already had had a... Uh, the previous page is sending you to this one. Redirect notice. <laughs> this is fascinating. Um, 
and I dropped my phone and it shattered. I, the screen had already broken, so I had a replacement screen, but then this like absolutely destroyed my phone. So I don't have a phone, so I'm using this ancient Google phone that was my wife's from years ago, and so it doesn't have anything on it, so I can't like, it doesn't have any of my profiles on it, so, I, so Thomas is trying to send us stuff and it's not working, and um, sorry guys. Um, what am I trying, Monger? Yeah, do you see it? For some reason I can't open the new, the new, um, I have let not the goat be sacrificed. Who are you? Who am I an oracle monger? Get out. Wretched man. You're on the old one. Let's yeah. stick to the old one, AJ. Right. So um, the um, I might actually go ahead and um, ah, let's read it. So the, the old what? Sorry. The, uh, the, you're going to stay on the first link that you are on, that, that MIT page with a yellow background. Okay. You're going to stay there. That's what I meant. Okay. So then the oracle monger is going to be AJ. And nope, sorry, I found it. <laughs> I hate everything. Should we be on a new link now? Should I go change? Things? Yes, Graham, are you on the new link now? Um, just I think so. Where, where did you send the new link? It's in it's the same through. document. We can edit this part. Uh, no, nah, keep it all in. Uh, oh, there it is. Switch all right, cool, two. cool, cool. I'm in it. I'm in it. All right, what's it called? Or monger? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> You're searching for monger. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you should be. You should be sorry for your... I'm glad you have a phone. That's what That's what I'm glad about right now. Enter an oracle monger quickly interrupting the ceremony. Carrying a scroll. Yes. Cool. All right. Don't sacrifice that goat. Right, who's the monger? Uh, who was being Pythetorous before? Was that AJ? No, I was your... your I was Pythetorous. So then Graham will stay... Yeah, so Graham will stay Pythetorous <clears> and <throat> AJ will become an oracle monger. Tell, okay. tell me more about my, my motivation. Am I old? You're definitely old. You want to get a job... Okay. As the interpreter of oracles for Great. this new city. I'm on it. Great. Okay. okay. Let don't sacrifice that goat. What? Who are you? Who am I? I'm an oracular interpreter. To hell with you. Now, now, my dear good man, don't disparage things divine. You should know there's an oracle of Bashus which speaks of your cloud cuckoo land. It's pertinent. <laughs> Then how come you didn't talk to me about this prophecy sometimes before I set my city here? I could not do that. Powers divine held me in check. Well, I guess there's nothing wrong in listening to it now. The oracle monger unrolls the scroll and reads from it. Once gray crows and wolves shall live together in that space between Corinth and Sision. Well, what's my connection to Corinthians? At, it's Abbasus's cryptic way of saying air. First sacrifice to Pandora, a white fleeced ram. Whoever comes to prophesy my words, let him receive a brand new cloak and sandals. Are sandals in there too? Oracle monger showing the scroll. Give him the bowl. Oh, well, consult the book. Oh, consult the book. Give him the bowl. Fill his hands full of offal. The entrails. Does it say that oh, in there? Oh, consult the book. <laughs> Inspired youth, if thou dost complete what here I do command... Thou shalt become an eagle in the clouds. If not, if thou shalt not give them to me, you'll never become an eagle. Or a turtle dove or a woodpecker. It, it's all in there as well. Consult the book. And then Pythereus uh, <laughs> uh, pulls out a sheet of paper. <laughs> That's right. That, <laughs> it's the old pipes. Um, but uh, uh, Pythereus pulls out a sheet of paper that he has from under his tunic. Your oracle is not at all like this one. Apollo's very words, I them wrote down. When an imposter comes without an invitation, a cheating rogue, and pesters men at sacrifice, so keen is he to taste the inner parts, well then, he must be beaten hard uh, between the ribs. I, I don't think you're reading that. Consult the book. <laughs> Do not spare him, even if he's way up there, an eagle in the clouds, or if he's lampant or the great Diopithides in the flesh. That's not, oh, in, uh, that's not in there, is it? Consult the book. It's not in there. Now get out. <laughs> to hell with you. All right, and then... Uh, 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 oh, wait, wait. Oh, poor me. <laughs> Pythetorus starts beating up the oracle monger. <laughs> and bonky with the bridge with the scroll. Hit him with the scroll, yeah. Oh, that's, man. Run off and do your soothsaying somewhere else. Which is... Every, <laughs> it's pretty good. Every one of these scenes just ends that way. If the, the people come, they want to get money from Pythetorus, and he just beats them up and then sends them on their way. So... I, I, I knew the Oracle Monger one would be the right one. I feel good about this? Yeah, that okay. was a good choice. It was nice. Let's do um, the public notice um, has been proclaimed today. Is this the right? I think this is right. Okay. Course this leader? Is, 
Yeah, this is when they start um, talking about the new land, the new laws in this land. We what might, am I searching for? This public, public notice has this been, public notice. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. AJ, this is unfortunately you as well. Okay. <coughs> I have to figure I, out I, my bird I, voice I again. What's my want? bird voice again? Mm, I can do it. I think if I got it. If you want to, uh, yeah, I don't mind. Doing doing to, yeah. So you're you're leading the birds again? on the birds on the yeah. bird course. The birds. <coughs> All right. And then are we going to do the next part together, like sing together? Yeah, I okay. wasn't planning okay, on cool. it, but sure. This public notice has been proclaimed today. The man who kills Diagora Simeleon will receive one talent. And if one of you assassinates some tyrant long since dead and gone, he too <laughs> will get one talent. <laughs> so now the birds as well wish to make the same announcement here. Anyone who kills Philocrates, the sparrow man, will get one talent. And if he brings him in alive, he'll get four. <laughs> that man's strings finches up together, then sells them. A single auble gets you seven. He injures thrushes by inflating them with air, then puts them on display. And he stuffs feathers up the blackbird's nose. <laughs> he captures pigeons, too, keeps them locked up, and forces them to work for him, tied up as decoy birds underneath his nets. We wish to make this known to you. If anyone is keeping birds in cages in your courtyards, we tell you, let them go. <laughs> if you don't obey, you in turn will be arrested by the birds, tied up and forced to work as decoys where we live. Oh, oh, happy, happy tribes. <laughs> oh, 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 happy, happy tribes of feathered birds. We, we never need a winter cloak. In, In summer days, the sun's far rays don't injure us. I live at ease among the birds. In flowery fields, in love with the sun. Cicadas sing through noonday heat. Their sharp toned song divinely sweet. In, in winter, winter caves and, and hollow spots, I play all day with mountain nymphs. In spring we eat white myrtle buds, our virgin treat in garden places of the graces. This is great. This is weak. We want to speak to all the <laughs> judges <laughs> here about our victory. can't victories. stop the guy. He's, He's just going to keep this. going. The splendid <laughs> things we'll give them if their verdict goes I don't away. Know this one's clean. I apologize. How they'll much get lovelier gifts than those which Alexander got. Sure, yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, it talks about birds pooping at the end of oh, that. Uh, at That's the end fun. of that, so I don't know. That's cool. So he, get, he says... If in this place, if you kill a tyrant, you get a talent. But he's going after the bird salesmen. <laughs> yeah, the people who used to sell birds. The people who sold birds. He's like those tyrants must die. Yeah, or be tortured. Right. That's why you know, give you four times as much if you bring them in alive. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shove feathers up their nose. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, I think we're getting close on time. So um, we uh, we'll probably start speeding up uh, here. Um, so the city is being built during this time right now. Uh, so let's. This part is probably still. So they succeed. They do succeed. So let's uh, let's get to it. So um, search for I measured it myself. So uh, Pythetorus starts getting updates from some messengers. So we're going to hear the first messenger and Pythetorus. So we'll keep Graham as Pythetorus, okay. and then first messenger will be AJ. I would like to point out at this point, <clears throat> I am now the governor, the head governor yes. of the city. You are of exactly. the birds. Yes, so exactly. I'm a very important person. You are very important. Right. I forget if this has happened at this point or later. At some point, um, uh, Pythetorus and um, uh, his uh, his buddy. I want to say Euripides, but that's definitely not right. Um, they uh, they get turned into birds. Mm. So oh, they, okay. they um, uh, Euripides and Pythetorus, they like. I think they eat a worm or something. They, they, they eat something and they go away. And when they come back, they have little wings and they both make fun of each other because their wings are very little and can't do anything <laughs> yet. And so they, they make fun of each other for a little bit. It's very funny. But uh, anyway, this uh, let's, let's go from I measured it myself from the first messenger that we're going to get an update on how the city is going. Okay. I measured it myself. It's height around 600 feet. Wow. By Poseidon, that's some height. Who built the wall as high six, as that? So just 600 feet. Like, do you all have a point of reference for it's like a massive wall? Yeah. So like uh, the, the, uh, the Seattle Space Needle is 600 feet tall. Dang, so this yeah, is like a giant, wall. yeah, giant, giant wall. And they're going to talk about how it was built right now. So uh, Pythetorus. So uh, who built the wall as high as that? The birds. Nobody else. No Egyptian bore the bricks. No mason. No carpenter was there. They worked by hand. I was amazed. 
30,000 cranes flew in from Libya. They brought foundation stones they'd swallowed down. <laughs> the corn crakes chipped away to form the proper shapes. 10,000 storks brought bricks. Lapwings and other river birds fetched water up into the air from down below. Who hauled the mortar up there for them? Herons. <laughs> they carried hods. How'd they load those hods? My dear man, that was the cleverest thing of all. Geese showed their feet in, shoved their feet into the muck and slid them just like shovels, then flicked it in the hods. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Is there anything we can't do with our feet? Yeah. Then, by God, the ducks, with slings attached around their waists, set up the bricks. Behind them flew the swallows, like young apprentice boys with trowels. They carried mortar in their mouths. Why should we hire wage laborers anymore? Go on. Who finished off the woodwork on the wall? The most skilled craftsman bird of them all. Woodpeckers. <laughs> they pecked away to make the gates. The noise those peckers made an arsenal. Now the whole thing has gates. They're bolted shut and guarded on all sides. Sentries make rounds, patrolling with their bells, and everywhere troops are in position, with signal fires on every tower. But I must go now. I need to wash. You'll have to do the rest. And that's the end of it right there. So I, I just, this image of like the birds all working together to build the 600. Hi-ho, hi-ho. <laughs> it's like a Disney film work. where they're exactly. making a princess's dress. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're building this one big city. Except they're also like bloodthirsty because they're going to murder anyone who killed birds before Darn the, right. the establishment of the city. The birds city. are getting theirs. Cinderella, Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> they finally rise up. Um, I will kill you if you'll sell me. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, so the uh, I'll, I'll start breezing through the rest of this, uh, but the the story from here on out is that the the plan works. So, God. so they, they didn't expect it to. Exactly, not expect no. It. no, of course not. Because even I, I think there's a subtext of Pythetorus being like, oh, like it's actually 600 feet tall. Like I just asked for a city, and like the birds just went crazy and just like really went after it. Um, oh, they get a god attacks them. Yes. So that uh, and again, we we probably won't read that part, but. Um, what happens from here is that um, Iris, the god, shows up and is like, hey, can you cut this out, please? That'd be really great if you would. And Pythetorus says, no, we're going to keep doing this, uh, building this this town. Um, the the birds are going to take over. We're you know going to finally get what's ours because I guess he's kind of part bird now at this point. Um, the Then uh, Prometheus shows up and Prometheus shows up with an umbrella because he doesn't want Zeus to see them. So uh, Pythetorus and uh, Prometheus get under an umbrella together to talk through their plan of how to conquer the gods. And uh, Prometheus says, look, like you all have stolen all the sacrifices. Like all, you all control the air right now. None of the smoke gets up to the gods. So it's like they're fasting right now. And they are, they're mad and they're tired and they're getting weak. And like this ha they need this to stop. And so like you can kind of ask for whatever you want to right now. Um, and so Prometheus t t uh, tells Pythetorus, don't agree to peace unless great Zeus gives back his scepter to the birds again and gives the princess to you as your wife. So there's a... What prince? Is it a bird princess? No, it's... Um, I'm not going to remember. A divine young lady is how she's described. Um, Pythetorus says, who's this princess? Asking the right question. Prometheus says, the loveliest of girls. She's the one in charge of Zeus's thunderbolt and all his assets. Wise advice, good laws, sound common sense, dockyard slanderous talk. His paymistress who hands three obols out to jurymen. Um, Pythetorus says, so Zeus's name, she's the one in charge of everything. Prometheus says, that's right. If you get her from Zeus, you've got it all. That's why I came here to tell you this. I've always been a friend of human beings. And Pythetorus has the wonderful line, yes. Of all the gods, it's thanks to you that we can fry up fish. <laughs> so I thought I like that line. Okay, so Iris is not is not very nice nice to Iris when she shows up. That is correct, and yeah. also why we're not reading any of that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's not awesome. <laughs> Did you read the part? Yeah. No, that's, that's terrible. Pythetorus <laughs> is very mean to Iris and tells her to leave. And um, uh, that scene also indicates Pythetorus and I keep forgetting his name. Eupides are both like middle-aged dudes. They're just like guys who uh, somehow built the most important city in the world. Oh, I oh oh god! I, I didn't. I, I had a feeling you hadn't oh. read the entire thing. Oh dear! Yeah. So he he. Uh, well, now I'm curious. No, no. Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's keep on trucking. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't read that part. Yeah. Um, so Prometheus tells Pythetorus what to ask for, and then uh, Poseidon, Hercules, and this um, this kind of. Um, god of the barbarians of like outside of Athens show up. So the uh, Trebalian god. Um, 
and the three of them show up and they're there to make peace with Pythetorus and with the, with all of cloud cuckoo land. Um, uh, because Pythetorus has been warned that they're coming. Pythetorus is, uh, is making, uh, dinner. He's making dinner as they show up and, um, they're eating, uh, Hercules notices that they're eating, um, bird. They're eating like chicken or whatever, right? <laughs> and, and, and Hercules is like, what kind of meat is this? And Pythetorus says, the meat's from birds. They've been tried and sentenced for rebellion, rising up against this foul democracy. <laughs> Foul democracy. Foul democracy. Um, but uh, the they all go back and forth. The 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 ultimate point that uh, Pythetorus asks for Zeus's scepter, and the the gods agree. They have no choice. They essentially have to give in and and give him that because they have no power otherwise. They've been sent to make peace. That's what they do. They agree to give away the scepter, and then Pythetorus asks for the the princess. He asks for the um, to have her to for her, her to become his wife. There's this back and forth where they're disagreeing, but ultimately they don't really have a choice. They have to agree to these terms. So the ending of the, of the play is a, is a wedding. So the, um, <laughs> it turns out Pythetorus, who's like been making all this food was preparing his own wedding feast. Cause he knew they were going to agree to his demands because oh, they had so no choice. Funny. So they, they agree. And he says, well, look at this. The wedding feast is right here. <laughs> and so the, the princess comes down Pythetorus and her get married. They're, the chorus is, you know, singing and celebrating, and that's the the end of this play. Um, wow. What do you say? What do you got? It's delightful. It is glorious. Yeah. It's only got second place. That's the, oh, <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, what was the first I no place? Idea. Yeah. I have no idea what was first place. This is great. So, I mean, but what's the, like, I mean, it's very clever, but there's, some, you know, something about the, I don't know, the rising up against the gods, and you get to the point where, like, they have to give in. Uh, there's, 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 there's stuff to chew on here for sure. Well, let me give you this from uh, yeah. Douglas McDowell, Aristophanes in Athens. Are you ready? Sure. Birds, more than any of the other plays, has suffered from overinterpretation. Mm. Professor after professor has advanced some new theory, which, if satisfactory to its author, has proved satisfactory to nobody else. <laughs> uh, I hear, and, and I, I cut out, there are some parts where they talk about, like, the significance of getting wings and, like, how wings can be given with words and, like, people, I don't, like... Uh, the, there are themes to be gotten from this. I'm fairly swayed that this is just, it's just a fun comedy. Like, it's mm -hmm. just like a really good story. The, the, it like pokes fun at the gods, but still gives honor to them. Cause like they're, they still have that power or whatever that, um, that are, that being but it's just like some two schlubby dudes yeah. that somehow like, <laughs> like over the find <laughs> themselves into this position of power yes. by like lying to yes. this like innocent, to a bunch of, yeah, a bunch innocent of like, birds. innocent yeah. birds. Yeah. yeah. Who get suckered in on it? That and, turn out to be industrious, <laughs> yes, exactly, and murderous. Uh, so I really do. I, I I feel like this is like a, a point AJ for interpretation of like I, I really do think it's just like meant to be a fun comedy, and I think it pulls it off. It's great. If you're ever bored, it's it's one of Aristophanes' longer plays, which unfortunately I didn't find out till I was like halfway through it. Um, but uh, it's delightful. That's my I don't know. I, I think I feel like I've said that for each of the each of these three Aristophanes plays. But uh, man, that's yeah, great. So good. How many how many do we have? Excellent 11, plays I want to say like that's, we have many more to go. Um, I'm not going to do them all. Cause I like, for sure. I can't do Lysistrata. Yeah. Um, I read that one. It is Man, I feel like I, I, I gotta be start. We gotta read some Aristophanes. This is fun. I'm not a school, but like five, in my six, own seven, personal eight, life. Yeah. I gotta go through some of these. These are great. Yeah. I, I count 11. Um, Oh wow. I'm so glad we have so much. We that's, have, that's a lot for yeah. an old playwright. Yeah. Um, so they're really good. And it's just my same point of like, uh, Old things can be fun too, and like the uh, ancient we should like have we, our one act kids should do it. One of these, yeah, like by obviously heavily edited. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I feel like the or no, the frogs you could do. The frogs did not require as much editing. Yeah, so if you're just looking for a fun one, but <laughs> the birds was good too. I don't know, I enjoyed it. That's cool. pretty fun. So. I, I, is this Thomas? Would you say that this is one of the best places to dive into classical things if you are looking for a first dive? My one hesitation is that I um I tend to recommend people start with something they find interesting and then like read the footnotes and then go somewhere else from there. And like, I think these are self-contained. Yeah. I don't know if they would lead you anywhere else. That's my one concern. Unless well, there's a lot of little references there in are. here. That's actually fair. My, but if you're going to go from like, um, the birds to, um, Nicomachean ethics or uh, no Philomela, the oh, story yeah, you were yeah, talking Philomela, about of like, yeah. uh, um, assault and mm -hmm. like there's a there's a part about cutting people up and and mm -hmm. putting them in pies and eating them similar to um, well, that about set you right right there's something funny and something sad yes you might be you might swing pretty hard one to the other but they are they are not slogs like they are genuinely enjoyable things to read mm -hmm. um so yeah 
in that way, it's a good introduction, but I just don't know. Like, I don't think The Birds has the depth of many of the other works we've done, but it makes it fun to prepare for an episode when, right. like, that's what I'm reading instead of De no Anima, kidding. which sounded like a nightmare. Oh, gosh. It was, <laughs> oh, that was not a great run. And I, I'm trying to Your do... Your episodes were good. Just the, the book sounded awful. Yeah. I'm trying to do Notes from the Underground. And, yeah. man, the whole first half of that is a ramble. Yes. Yes. Just a guy rambling. Yeah. Crazy fun ramble. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking well, of which. if you've enjoyed this crazy fun <laughs> ramble, this has been classical stuff you should know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at classical stuff on X. Apologies. Yeah. You can tweet at us at the birds. Although, who's still using? Yeah, yeah. X. Uh, you can find us. You can email us at the guys at classicalstuff.net. You can find us on classicalstuff.net, the website. You can patronize us on Patreon, where we do in between episodes, where we do monthly AMAs. Um, and where, yeah, and there's, we sort of engage in comments and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Ciao.